Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice, is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more mbusa.com slash eq you know our trusted partner tirerack.com for their fast free shipping free road hazard protection convenient installation options and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer rated yokohama avid ascend lx but did you know they sell other automotive products wheels brakes and suspension just to name a few everything you need to elevate your drive you can go to tirerack.com slash dan TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Somehow, we're going to try to make it through this show, minus McLovin, who started his weekend early. He's on the shores of Cape Cod. It's Shark Week for McLovin. He once again. Now, he saw a great white shark a while ago, and he says that that's now his, his M.O., or that's, that's, that's on brand for him. He's our shark guy. So McLovin is uh, on vacation with his family, but uh, he will be back on Monday. Coming up, we'll talk to Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons. A couple things to talk to him about. And uh, Pat Forty covers uh, college sports for Sports Illustrated. You've had some news here with the ACC and the SEC. We're waiting for Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10 to decide what they're going to do. And I'll go back to, I guess it was in April when I was telling you, the audience, that these conferences are going to do just conference games. There's not going to be out-of-conference games, from what I was told. And I think you're seeing most of these conferences following suit with that. But we'll talk to Pat Forty about that. And maybe the SEC is holding out, was holding out, of having a non-conference game. I'm curious if you're still going to have Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State, those are the games that I'm curious about. Clemson, South Carolina. So we'll talk to Pat Forty. He'll join us uh, coming up a little bit. Uh, NBA debut last night. Jazz beat the Pelicans. Lakers beating the Clippers. Tonight, six NBA games, 13 baseball games, 10 NHL games coming up this weekend. It's been a long time since we've said the following. I don't know how I'm going to fit in all of these games because that's what's happening this weekend. Over 60 games, baseball, basketball, in the NHL. And usually late July is really quiet. You usually just have baseball because hockey's over, the NBA is over, preseason football is a week later, but we got a lot of action coming up this weekend. Watching the Lakers and the Clippers last night, 
it wasn't great basketball. I, I'm not expecting great basketball. Utah against the Pelicans was not great basketball. You had uh, great endings, and you had the Zion Williamson curiosity of he wanted to play more minutes, but the Pelicans didn't want him to play more minutes. Have more on that coming up. But LeBron James didn't start out well, but it ended well for uh, LeBron and the Lakers. In the uh, He scored 13 of the Lakers' 27 fourth-quarter points, played great defense on Paul George in the waning seconds, actually guarded Kawhi, then Paul George, and Paul George had the ball in the air to win the game. But uh, the Lakers pick up the victory, and there was, there was a certain feel to that game. It wasn't just a, hey, let's kind of get readjusted to r- real game-like situations or that feeling that you have there. That had playoff basketball, an atmosphere to it. As for Zion Williamson, it was a game-time decision. He played the uh, first five minutes of the fourth quarter, but didn't come back. He was subbed out with 7.19 to go in regulation. And then the Pelicans coach, Alvin Gentry, told the reporters that Zion was on a minutes restriction. Okay, Um Why is he on a minute's restriction? Because Williamson said he wanted to play. But if you know that Zion can't play more than 15 minutes, which he did last night, how about you use those minutes later in the game if you happen to need him? I don't need him in the first quarter. I could have used him in the fourth quarter. Because every one of these games matters for the Pelicans. If they truly matter to the Pelicans. I would have, you know, if you have a minutes restriction, don't I want my best player at the end of the game? He's riding the bike. When he's not in, he's riding the bike. But what is Zion Williamson's status now? Zion said he hasn't suffered any recent medical setbacks. And he denied he had to sit because of conditioning issues. They got to get their story right here. Zion said, this is the NBA. These are the best players. You want to feel comfortable. Uh, I don't want to hurt my team more than I help them in a sense. But if there's any risk of him getting hurt seriously, then why is he playing? If the Pelicans decided not to play, I'm fine with that. But if you're going to have him go out and play three or four minutes each quarter, I'm more concerned about that than I am if he played 25 minutes because I I can tell this. I tell you this from experience. When you get into a game and you know, you're not going to stay in the game that long. You try to go crazy. You try to do everything possible. You're playing great defense. You want the ball. You're going to the hoop. You'll take a charge. You're, you're playing in short burst. And that is really dangerous in my opinion. But are you going to play him or not? Now what happens the next game? Is he on a minutes restriction? You have to win these games. Do you want to win those games? That would be my question. Because you got the Clippers coming up next. And at what point do the Pelicans shut down Zion Williamson? Let's say they lose their first three. Do you shut down Zion Williamson? I like the experience. They're, they're, they're in kind of a playoff basketball situation, and it's a young team, and I love the future of the team. All in on the Pels. Absolutely. 
You know, they need a little bit more depth. You're not going to have Reddick around much longer. By the way, he's, he's made the playoffs every single year of his career. And is Reddick in better shape than Zion Williamson? So, it, so J.J. Reddick at 36 is in better shape than Zion Williamson. And I know Zion, you know, he, he took all the time off with the medical emergency with his family. He was quarantined for four days. But why, why am I having him out there to do these little cameos? If you, if you don't want to, if you worry about the risk of injury, then don't play him. But they lost last night to the Utah Jazz. And there was a moment where I thought Utah was in serious trouble in that game. But, man, do I love what I'm seeing with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. Talk about watching them. A great weight was lifted off your shoulders. Players want to go to Los Angeles and play for the Lakers. And I go back to what Reggie Miller said. Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball will do better outside of Los Angeles. And Brandon Ingram has grown into a great basketball player. But he's also... He's made himself. He's improved. A lot of guys get to the league, and then they don't improve. And it's small things that you improve upon. He's added a little bit more weight. He's added more range. He's only 22. And if he can model his game after Kevin Durant, you know, that size, that length, uh, he's a smooth player. I don't know if, you know, he's got a killer instinct to him, but he's improved his free throw shooting. He's become a legitimate three-point shooter. Lonzo Ball looks like he got away from his dad, got away from, you know, the, the Lakers, you know, that heavy cloud that hangs over you when you're young. And it was not a great environment for those younger players. And, you know, for him to get out of that, get away from LeBron, let LeBron try to win his title, and then they can kind of exhale. And it feels like they're playing fun basketball. And then you add Zion to the equation here. They're not far off with that nucleus there. I, you know, there, there's a couple other things they need to add, but you know, JJ Redick, you know, he's uh, he's playing. He was playing great. So it was fun. Fun to watch that last time. Here is uh, LeBron James. He had the game-winning shot and the game-winning stop, uh, and he talked about that last night. I love having the ball in my hands, you know, late in the game, tie game, being down, uh, being up. You know, we had a we had a three-point game with like 40 seconds to go. We got a, um, you know, a great look for Danny. He missed it. Paul George came back and hit a, uh, hit a three to tie the game. And uh, for me, just try to, you know, be aggressive. You know, I feel like I got some contact at the elbow, you know, by, by Marcus Morris. I didn't call it. But, you know, like, you know, like you was told when you was a kid, you know, just to start playing basketball, if there's no whistle, you keep playing on. So I was able to follow my shot and, here is Frank Vogel, the Lakers head coach, talking about uh, LeBron's final sequence. That possession right there, we didn't want to call a timeout and, and give them the ability to sub. So, um, you know, he's been great in that situation, uh, targeting the defender that he wants to go at. Uh, got to the paint, got a good look, and, uh, you know, like you said, just followed his shot. A great competitive spirit play. And, you know, his defense on the last possession obviously helped uh, secure the game. But all throughout, you know, he's been, he, was, uh, he was terrific on the ball. And, and as always, uh, just a quarterback of our defense with his voice calling out coverages. Yeah, it was a great defensive segment for him because you got Kawhi 
and then you switch off to Paul George, the presence of mind to notice how much time was left on the clock, forcing Paul George in to help, forcing him to his left, and then the contested jumper. Here's Doc Rivers talking about the mistakes that were made by the Clippers. We were shorthanded, and we made too many mistakes. Like, it's a good lesson for your team. You can't make as many mistakes if we made in, in one game and be shorthanded. Like, well, when you don't have guys, you have to execute. We didn't execute many plays uh, tonight offensively. We had 20 turnovers. We gave up offensive rebounds. Uh, we lost guys in coverage defensively. So in that way, it was disappointing. The positives are that we, we had every opportunity to still win the game and uh, that would have been a sweet win for us with, with what our guys have gone through and I started to wonder about this last night you know the Lakers I think pride ego they want to be the number one seed but there's really no home court advantage my question would be do you want to be the number two seed instead of the number one seed because everybody it feels like is fearful of the Portland Trailblazers if the Blazers are that eighth seed that gets in do you want to face them in the first round? Would the Lakers rather face Dallas, Utah, than the Portland Trailblazers? Yeah, I get the feeling that LeBron's going to keep the uh, pedal to the metal there. And, uh, you know, hey, let's just keep winning. Because they were playing great basketball before everything shut down. They had beaten the Clippers. They had beaten the Bucs. I think back-to-back games, they were playing great. And you got to get that restarted here. And it's not one of those where you can go, we just flip a switch. They're still getting to know one another on that team. Now you have different rotations. With Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo not playing, now it's different there. And the Clippers will be formidable. We know that. When they get everybody back and healthy, that's as deep a roster as you'll find in the NBA playoffs. Alex in North Dakota joins us. Hi, Alex. What do you have for me today? Hey, uh, I'm sorry. 6'2", 225. Um, I just wanted to say you're talking about J.J. Redick. I just think he's a super underappreciated player in the league. I mean, he's been he's been super consistent. He's been very healthy. And, I mean, if you see or watch him the last couple of games, he comes off the ball extremely well. The threes that he's shooting, he's fading away and everything. I still, still think he's super valuable asset and especially a big veteran that's been in the playoffs every single year. Yeah, I don't I just don't know how long he's going to play, but thank you, Alex. No, Redick is a he's a great player. He's a player that every team would love to have because he's an unbelievable shooter and you know, free throw shooting as well. He's one of the greats of all time and he's got that ability. He understands the game. You know, played on the big stage at Duke. Pro career started out slow, but He's a great knockdown three-point shooter. You know, he's a 45% three-point shooter. And to have that where you can space the floor and then kick it out to J.J. Redick, you know, that's the value that you have with him. Yeah, Paul. Redick's 36. He had his best year of his career last year. At age 35, he averaged 18 points a game. He has never made an all-star team. He's not going to either. He kind of reminds me of Jamal Crawford's career. Remember out of Michigan? Yeah. Where he started kind of slow, but he's always been a very good scorer and a very tough player, but he bounces around a little bit. Jamal Crawford, I think, was sixth man of the year a couple of times. Uh, Just got this word. Brewers-Cardinals game postponed tonight due to positive test. At least one. Phillies, Blue Jays, Marlins, Nationals, Cardinals, Brewers are not playing today because of COVID-19. So that means 20% of the league 
is not going to be playing due to COVID-19. All right. Well, baseball finally came out. Remember, I told you, I go, you know, I'm hearing that there that this was brought up. I don't know if it was a text or a, a conference call. What about seven inning games for a doubleheader? I didn't know it was going to happen. Next thing I know, yesterday, it's baseball's agreed to have doubleheaders and there's seven innings each. And I went, why aren't we thinking about this prior to all of this? Hey, what happens if a team has somebody test positive? Uh, what happens if they, you know, we have to postpone or cancel some games? We got to make those games up. And how are we going to do that? We've already started our extra inning games in the 10th inning with a runner at second base. You already have pitching staffs that are getting depleted with injuries here. How about we just throw out some more ideas? Cork bats? Well, I, I like home run derby to settle extra innings. You get one player, it gets 10 pitches, and most home runs, and then you win. It's like PKs. Yeah, penalty kicks here. I feel like the commissioner's listening to the show, and I'm worried if I throw out something that's a little too goofy, they might pick it up. How about free beer to everybody next season? <laughs> yes, Todd. If these things keep popping up, and it sounds like it, it is, can they shorten the season any further, or they'll never get on the same page, the players, the players Association and the MLB, about, like, we got to, like, move this along. We can't keep – we can't reschedule these games. We're running out of time. Do we play a 40-game season, 50-game season? What do you do? I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell's going on, and I don't think baseball knows what the hell is going on. Because this is now going to come down to winning percentage. The Marlins aren't going to play 60 games. I'm guessing most teams, you know, maybe a handful of teams get to 60 games. But all baseball wants. This is all a, a, a charade. It's all a show. It's 60 games. Let's get to the playoffs. Let's have 16 teams in the playoffs. Let's make some money. <laughs> Can we limp to October? That's what we want. Let's Those just, are the t-shirts yes. and like the promos limping yeah. through October. Yeah. <laughs> Have baseball players looking like the Fife and Drum Bugle Corps, but with mask on. Limping to October. Just get us to October. Just get us to the money. That's what we want. Hold on for dear life. <laughs> limping to October. <laughs> Oh, man. Can you imagine? Wouldn't you love to have a live camera on Rob Manfred, Commissioner Manfred, this week? Every day, there's a, like the, his email inbox, you know, the ding. He's yeah, like, Don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> Shut it down. I know. No calls. Are the Marlins going to, when did the Marlins play again? I think, I, it's, I think next Tuesday is the earliest that they can play. And I guess half the team is now tested positive. Over half of the team is tested positive. That shows lack of team unity. Yeah. Yeah. What about those other guys? You call yourself Marlins? <laughs> Locker room split? <laughs> Question mark. Not a true Marlin. <laughs> Clubhouse. Uh, phone calls are welcome. Eight seven seven three DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Uh, what's the poll question? McLovin is not here today, so Seton has to do those honors. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this poll question, by the way, it's been a real doozy all day, Dan. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. As you're, you're searching for it? If you were 22, which team would you rather play for? 
It's been split right down the middle, 50-50 all morning. So would you rather play for the Lakers or the Pelicans? Yeah. Who would go Lakers here? Todd, why? Sensitive as I am about getting yelled at by LeBron because learning from him and being able to have the experience of playing with LeBron James and the experience of dealing with the media in a big market and all that at a young age, you would think it can only be easier as opposed to more fun right away. I, I understand that the argument with the Pelicans, but I want to say I played yes, with LeBron. Paulie. Todd's yes. real reason is he can move back to Playa del Rey and be next door to Szechuan Palace. That's kind of nice too. Boot bar in San Bernardino. Yeah. Get some boots. You got a nice chicken and broccoli and lo mein thing right down the hill there. You're by the, uh, you by could the beach. not, you could not take the, the heat. I probably couldn't. The media, you couldn't do it. But on paper, it sounds like the better. Yeah, I know, but if, you don't, if, if, if I wasn't me, if I was someone else that had a tougher shell, LA and and playing with LeBron, that seems like the thing to sign up for and a chance to win a ring. Yeah, Seton. Man, but there's something about, aside from uh, playing with, say, like Zion and a bunch of younger dudes, right, that play a pretty exciting brand of basketball, you don't have all of these ghosts around you all the time reminding you to make sure that you're great. You know? Dang, that, that pressure is just... Kobe Bryant got criticized on a daily basis. He's one of the greatest basketball players ever, and he got took criticism. LeBron, like for me, it's easy. I don't like traffic, and I love Cajun food. <laughs> this is, I don't even care if they play me. I would play for the Pelicans. We'll take a break here. Pat Forty, who covers college sports for Sports Illustrated, the SEC set an all-conference game schedule starting September 26th. I'm wondering if it's smarter to start the season sooner and then build in a couple of bye weeks there just in case. That's what Oklahoma was trying to do. But uh, we'll talk to Pat Forty about this, you know, with the other leagues and uh, kind of hit the reset button on college football here. What exactly is happening and uh, what does he expect to happen here in uh, over the next month? So we'll talk to Pat and uh, Matt Ryan will join us coming up in the final hour of the show. 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Simply Safe Home Security, they've been a partner of ours for over a decade. And what I love about Simply Safe is it's all in the name. It's simple, but it's safe. And there's no contract to sign. There's no hidden fees in there. No technician required. And it's about $15 a month. Now, I've been telling you about Simply Safe for years now. U.S. News and World Report named it, quote, the best overall home security of 2020. You get everything else that these other home securities have, but you install it. You can blanket every room and window and door. It's tailored specifically for you. And professional monitoring, day and night, 24-7. They can send police, fire, medical professionals in an emergency. Once again, you order it, comes to your home. There's nobody, no middleman, no technician, and you set it up. Less than 30 minutes. Try Simply Safe today at simplysafedan.com. Free shipping, 60-day risk-free trial, nothing to lose. That's simplysafedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com Dan. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. It was Getty Lee's birthday a couple of days ago. Badass bass player for Rush. We sent out our uh, birthday greetings to Getty Lee, and one Getty Lee responded to Paulie Pabst, a huge Rush fan. Pretty exciting for Paulie yesterday. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I put a nice picture that uh, there's a picture of Getty Lee, and I posted something, you know, pithy little joke, and, and the entire Rush the Band Twitter feed retweeted it and sent me a note. I was like, 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was uh And then Getty Lee reached out as well. I gotta tell you, Dan, I don't get choked up that much. I was bored <laughs> if you would have saw me the other day. I'm not kidding. That was very uh very cool. I, I know Paulie didn't cry at his wedding or when his two daughters were born, but he's on the verge of tears as Getty Lee retweets something that Paulie sent with his birthday greeting. If the guys from Rush walked in here, I think I would probably mm. I wouldn't make it. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I like to imagine uh, sort of being on the other side of that. Like, say you're Getty Lee and it's your birthday, and then you're just scrolling through the Rush Twitter feed and you see, like, wow, look what this guy said about me. How awesome is that? Like, yeah, that's this is the second that I took from kicking ass. Uh, Tiffany in Los Angeles. Then we'll talk to Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated. Good morning, Tiffany. Good morning. Good morning. First time caller, long time listener. And I heard you guys just say that uh, Paul used to go to Cessuan Palace all the time. Mm -hmm. I've lived in L.A. my whole life and grew up going there. It just closed due to coronavirus, and we were very sad to see it go. So if he had any other Chinese places he liked in L.A., I'd love his advice. All right. Well, thank you, Tiffany. It was Fritzy who, uh, Szechuan Palace. That was my place right down the hill in Playa del Rey. And when we would go to Los Angeles... And, you know, we would drive by there. It felt like a couple of times during the week when we would stay out there. And Todd would always say the same thing. Szechuan Palace. I'd always go there. I'd order from there so much that at the end of the order, if I forgot something, they would immediately say, no dumplings this time? How embarrassing is that? That you're going that much that they know exactly what your order is and they know if you left out the lo mein or something. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, Pat Forty covers college football and uh, college athletics for Sports Illustrated, and uh, he's joining us on the program here. Uh, where do you want to start with this, Pat? Because it feels like you're always the bearer of bad news. So do you have any good news for college football fans? Uh, let's see. The, uh, the Pac-12 will announce a schedule today, uh, as has obviously the, the ACC and SEC have announced scheduling models. So we're going to at least schedule games. I'm not saying we're going to play them, Dan, but we are going to schedule them. Okay, and I guess that gives people something to talk about. What's the Pac-12 schedule going to be? It'll be 10 games. It'll be conference only. Uh, you know, they're adding one league game per team so that everybody's playing an even five home, five road. Uh, I'm not sure start dates yet, but that's that's been a really interesting thing. And I heard you allude to it before the break there about where some conferences are looking like, hey, let's go early. Others are like, no, no, let's push it back and go late. That's to the point that I don't think anybody knows what's the right thing to do here. And I don't think we're going to have a bowl season. I, I'm starting to look at the time frame if you're going to play. Like the SEC conference title game is, what, December 19th here? Um do you think we're going to have bowl game, bowl season? I think if we have a season, we'll have bowl games. Yeah, if they can get to the end of the season, I think we will. They'll push them back. They'll schedule them wherever and whenever. As you know, the worldwide leader will 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 find places to put bowl games. That <laughs> uh, it's funny, yeah, because December nineteenth normally that would be the weekend when they would start with like five bowl games. Now that's going to probably be a conference championship weekend. You know, they'll stash the Camellia Bowl on mid-January if they need to, if they think it'll work. <laughs> you uh, mentioned that the ACC had a preemptive strike where they were not going to be the bad guy in these rivalry games that they have with the SEC at the end of the season, where it's Florida, Florida State, it's Clemson, South Carolina, uh, Georgia Tech, Georgia. So explain what the ACC did and then what the SEC then tried to counter. 
Yeah, it was a lovely bit of skullduggery, and this just goes to show these Power Five programs that I think we use the analogy, the five crime families, that's what they are. You know, they they kind of kind of get along, but when it comes down to rubber-hitting road, they're all in it for themselves. So at 3.30 on Wednesday, word starts getting out that the ACC – or the SEC, I'm sorry, has <clears throat> finalized its schedule that they only want to play conference games. At about 4 o'clock – 4.20 – the ACC suddenly puts out a blast to its members, we are releasing our schedule. They weren't going to do it that day. They had agreed on it earlier in the day, but they were not going to release it. But they wanted to get it out ahead of the SEC news and then make it and portray the schedule and show, hey, we have this open date for a non-conference game played in our home state, which obviously is for those games, to accommodate those games. They wanted to put that out there and paint the SEC into the corner as the ones that are saying, no, no, we're not going to play Florida, Florida State. We're not going to play Georgia, Georgia Tech. Clemson, South Carolina, it's played every year since 1913. No, we're not going to do it. Louisville, Kentucky, et cetera. Wow. So uh, it was a, quite a deft little maneuver by the ACC. Notre Dame and the ACC, is this a, a, a temporary relationship? I think it is. Uh, you know, I'm sure – Hey, they, the ACC will continue to leave the porch light on for that wandering bachelor that is uh, Notre Dame. They got, they're going to get them. They're going to share towels. They're going to share uh, dishes, and they're going to share a bank account for one year. But I think it will not last beyond that. I think that Notre Dame so cherishes its independence, its ability to schedule nationally and recruit nationally, that it will say, thank you very much, uh, but now we are going back to our bachelor pad. I'm getting more concerned about the Big Ten if the Big Ten has football. What do you think? Yeah, legitimate concern. I mean, they put out a memo to the league members yesterday, and the first paragraph says, we're still not sure we're going to play. Uh, that's the baseline starting point right there. They said, if protocols are in place and things are going well, next week we will probably go ahead and green light starting camp. Those are That's if. And then after that, we'll see how it goes, and we'll maybe release a schedule next week. It could leak out earlier, but I would think that will be next week as well. Uh, they are been, they've been very cautious about this going forward. I mean, you look at Rutgers and the situation there in New Jersey, not even sure whether people can travel into or out of the state to play them. There's travel restrictions in Ohio. There's travel restrictions in Pennsylvania. Uh, there's problems all over the place that I think they are certainly more wary of or willing to acknowledge than the other conferences are. What did you think of my idea of maybe moving the season up and then having the ability to have bye weeks where you could almost hit a reset button for these these colleges, these students? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's there. there's two competing schools of thought. There's that which the Big 12 looks like they're going to do. I mean, they're pushing up games to August 29th. Uh, versus the SEC going to September 26th. And the SEC's reasoning is we're going to bring everybody back to campus in mid-August, all the students, and the virus is just going to blow up. And we're going to have to shut things down for a couple weeks. So let's delay our start. But if you delay your start, you also push further into flu season, traditional flu season, and what people think will be traditional COVID season eventually. Uh, so I would think, really, if you feel like you can start early, start early. And then you just hang on through whatever's going to happen. 
You know, I, I I agree with you when it comes to, you know, all these the power five conferences. It felt like, hey, we're in it together. Let's try to figure this out. Like, what are you guys doing? And what are you guys doing? All of a sudden, the ACC, it, it's that game. I don't know if it was World of Warcraft or when uh, Leroy Jenkins, where the guy is talking about, you know, they have strategy. And all of a sudden the guy yells out, Leroy Jenkins, like he's going all in to ruin their strategy. That's what it felt like. The ACC was like, Leroy Jenkins. We're going all in. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, my name's called. I'm going. No, yeah. that, I mean, truly, that's, you know, the Big Ten's the one that shanked everybody to begin with when <laughs> all five of them were in it together. They're like, no, nah, we're just going to announce our schedule. We're not even going to tell anybody else. Then the Pac 12's like, oh, I guess we better too. And oh, then the wow. other three were all, oh, now we're in it together. And then the ACC pulls the, the stunt with the SEC. So everybody's mad at everybody. Nobody trusts anybody. It's college sports. If you had a better week's pay. Will the Big Ten play football this fall? I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'm not sure everybody will, but I think that the intention is there, and I think that they will start. What do you mean, we everybody? Every school in the Big Ten? Right. I'm not. You know. I mean, again, like Rutgers. Let's wait and see what happens there. Now they've got they've gotten their testing numbers under control, but again, travel situation there uh, is going to be difficult. You know, I, th- I think there are people within the Big Ten that would like to play in the spring. Uh, and they may say, we can't play now. But I think the majority will want to play in the fall and will try to play in the fall. My problem with the springtime football is you're going to be playing two football seasons in a span of nine months. And you're going to have some marquee players who are just going to say, no, nah, I'm not going to do it that close to the combine and that close to the draft. And... I just can't see how you're going to cram that in. And then, you know, five or six months later, you're going to start the season again, a new season. Yeah. Remember way back a long time ago when like concussions were, were an issue when people were worried about that and you're going to play, you're going to try to play a schedule in the spring and then turn around and get everybody through that. And then back into contact again, a couple of months, maybe later and have another season. I, I, I agree that that's problematic and, and yeah, players opting out. Play, you know, we're going to see some already. We did saw the Virginia Tech cornerback opt out, and I think we're going to see more of that. You push it to the spring, and I think you will see dozens and dozens of players opt out. I think your next column, you got to lead with something positive. <laughs> Do your best, and I'm not talking about positive test. I'm talking about something positive, Pat. Okay. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll, I'll see what I can come up with. I, I, I've been encouraged to do to be more positive and less realistic by many people. <laughs> oh, I get that every day on the show. Yeah, yeah stop being realistic. Be positive. I'm like, um, okay. Uh, great to talk to you. Thanks again, Pat. Thank you. That's uh, Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated uh, senior writer. I don't know where I got Leroy Jenkins from. That was a pull of the week by you. Unbelievable reference. Because it felt like that's what the ACC did. That's old school. Because I love that buildup. Is that World of Warcraft or? I think so. Okay. But I just loved hearing that. Because <laughs> I don't play those video games. My son plays World of Warcraft or some combat or something. And uh, he said, uh, I know you don't like these video games, but you got to listen to this. <laughs> and all of a sudden I listened to that and I said, now that is awesome because you got these guys that are really serious and they're talking about this and they got their strategy. Okay. Uh, you're going to take the left quadrant, catch your blasters on stun. Uh, <laughs> we'll probably need some type of cloaking device to get past the uh, guards. And uh, Tommy, you go ahead and take the right side. And then all of a sudden 
This rogue, this guy goes rogue. And he, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear these guys going, what's he doing? Oh, God damn it, Leroy. <laughs> the best. I would play the whole thing, but I don't know that we have it censored. I think that there's curses in there. Oh. I think. If I remember correctly. I don't want to wing it either. No, no, no. Not now. We, we, we shouldn't do that. Yes, Paulie, what, what's the problem? Dan, the I-team just heard from Andrew McLovin Perloff, who's on the coast of Cape Cod. Well, should we wait? Should I take a break here? I'm trying to book him and do my best. Wait. I don't want McLovin on the show. Well, problem solved. I don't have to... What? Well, what? What is he? He wants to come on the show because he didn't offer. I, I wanted. To, I wanted a shark report. Yeah, but I could just have Ethan on and have Ethan give us a couple of stats. Ethan would say the likelihood of uh, getting a shark sighting two times in a row is two point two five nine seven. He just did stat guy voice. <laughs> Classic stat guy voice. Uh, is that is that how you think Ethan sounds? Uh, yes. <laughs> that could double as IT guy voice as well. Because we've never met Ethan. We don't even know what Ethan looks like. But we have this image in our mind. You have to give it a, a character, you know? Ethan probably just speaks like everybody else does. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, statistically speaking. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, the Marlins are going to sit out at least eight <laughs> days, and uh, they won't play until next Tuesday at the earliest. That's the earliest that they can play. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. We'll take a break here. And, uh, oh, Ethan just sent me a stat. Maybe I'll. Ethan. We'll take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com Dan. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Once again, to reiterate what Pat Forty was alluding to when we had him on, some Big Ten intel via multiple sources. The Big Ten has advised members it still might not play this fall. Decision on whether to start camp on time will be made in the next five days, but with testing protocols in place, that is the expectation. Schedule release is to be determined. Oh, boy. Maybe. And I don't know what what will happen in five days that is going to give you a little bit more clarity here. The the uh, smaller story to keep an eye on is the smaller schools, smaller conferences are probably going to opt for spring football. Now, they could do it under the veil of safety. But they could also be looking at this as the opportunity to spring football, get a TV deal. Might not be about money as much as it is exposure for some of these smaller schools. You know, the Ivy League is looking to do that. Football's not a big revenue-producing sport for the Ivy League. But you're going to get exposure. That's why when you look at the MAC, the MAC would play on Tuesday night. The MAC would play, you know, Monday morning. But you want exposure. And it did work. Maction turned out to be a great promotional vehicle for that conference. And that's what all everybody's looking for real estate. But if you're going to be in the spring, Super Bowl's ended, and you have college football, even if it's Ivy League, before you go, nobody's watching Princeton and Dartmouth. Oh, think again. Because you will, as opposed to no football. Remember the XFL? Oh, people are going to watch it. Okay, you watched it. 
It wasn't very good, but you watched it. I'd rather watch the Ivy League or some of these other smaller conferences. Maybe they get a chance on the bigger stage, but that's something to keep an eye on. Smaller schools, smaller conferences. Everybody is looking for what makes the most sense for us. You want your student athletes to be protected, but you could, you also want to strategize. Instead of losing the season, we can postpone the season and move it to the springtime. And I think you're going to see more and more schools that try to do that. Uh, Phil in Indiana. Hey, Phil, what do you have for me? Hey, Dan, it's always a great pleasure to talk to you. I, I wanted to get your thoughts. There's been so much success health-wise with the NBA bubble. Why couldn't Major League Baseball, Dan, have gone to four regional sites and do a similar bubble? I think it would have avoided some of the Florida Marlins uh, things that are going on now. As always, Dan, I appreciate it. You're a great man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Phil. I, I know they considered it, and then we wondered, can you do Arizona and Florida? Now, that doesn't mean you wouldn't have an outbreak in either one of those cities because Scottsdale and surrounding cities, Florida surrounding cities, these are hotspots. Trying to get a central location is the key. And, you know, with basketball, I, I, can, I can stagger starts. I can have triple headers on a day. Uh, you know, the real estate that I have there at Disney, everything is, you know, included there. And they've done a great job. Setting up all these protocols, safety precautions, getting in the bubble, can't leave the bubble. But those games, you know, it's a basketball court. It's not a baseball field. You got to find places where you have that ability to be able to house all these players and actually have fields for them to play on. And are they broadcast quality for, you know, you can have a spring training game there. But is it broadcast quality with, it's like these minor league parts, you know, Toronto with uh, their Buffalo stadium, their Buffalo uh, minor league affiliate. You know, they're going to have to have modifications there to be able to have a game there. The lighting is going, you know, is it different? You're going to have night games. Do you have these spring training sites where the lighting is going to be good enough for TV? There's a lot of things that you have to factor in here. But I did think baseball was looking at that model, but that could have been disastrous as well. Now, let's be honest. What's going on in Arizona, what's going on in Florida and those hot spots, it might even be worse than it is right now. Yeah, Paul. There's a lot of stories swirling, and without getting too much into it, with the Marlins about how this outbreak could have happened. There's a lot of uh, baseball reporters hinting at that there may have been some type of team activity at night that uh, was not approved, if you know what I mean. Well, Bob Nightingale of USA Today was not hinting. He was saying yes. that the Marlins went out on the town I believe in Atlanta. It's, I know baseball and the Marlins are partners, but if the Marlins, you know, broke protocol to basically take down the sport, I know. they're going to have to answer for that. They, I mean, the owner of the Marlins will have to answer to Major League Baseball and say, like, look, we had a plan in place. They did have a plan in place. It's working for a lot of other teams. Your 20 dudes went and screwed it up for everybody. It doesn't just stay in-house. You brought it to everybody, and they may have – I mean, that franchise could be fined millions of dollars if, if it's proven to be true. They could bring down the entire sport. Yeah, and the hundreds of millions of dollars at stake here. And, and they've already done some, you know, I, maybe not severe damage, but they've, they've damaged the sport because now you're not going to be able to play 60 games. These other teams, they, they're, how are they going to make up those games? Who's going to want to go to Florida to play the Marlins? And then do you want them at your ballpark? Like it's, and this is where the NFL is saying to its leaders – you must 
police your team. They have to understand what's at stake here. Yes, Eden. It's like, how do you just convince people to just be an adult, just be a team player, just look for the, the bigger cause here? For a short period of time. How, how do you? It's just temporary. Just do it for a little while. Do it for a couple months so we can get back on our feet. Just be an adult. How is that so difficult? But I'm saying to guys who come in here, and I have young guys, I have guys who were single, and I said, you can't go out. Because if you go out, you come in, you test positive, if we get it, I get it, then we shut this down. You just have to be smart, and you can't take chances here. And you can't say, well, I'm young, I won't get it, and if I get it, I'll be asymptomatic. That's not the way it works. Uh, Bob Nightingale, USA Today, uh, talked about this. The litmus test for baseball and the Baseball Players Association was always the first two weeks of the season since teams would be traveling for the first time after spring training. Now 30 games have been postponed this week because of COVID-19, and the Marlins are indefinitely grounded. Maybe text uh, Bob Nightingale there, Fritzy. See if he'll join us here. Because I don't know... Like what else would have to happen where baseball has to seriously consider pausing the season or pausing the Marlins? Matt Ryan will join us as well. So final hour on this Friday coming up here, Dan and the Danettes. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz. It's impressively techy and surprisingly roomy with available seating for up to seven. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQB. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.